Hello and welcome to NVC IGN's Nintendo Podcast. I'm your host, Casey DeFritas, and today we will be talking about some unfortunate cancellations due to the COVID-19 virus, Mario Day, and Reggie joining GameStop's board of directors. Mm-hmm. Today I am joined by Big Mareep, the IGN sheep. Pretend Big Mareep has arrived. She's here. We did mm-hmm. it. We'll talk about that too. Mm-hmm. I'm also here with Zach Ryan. Greetings. And, and Brian Altano. I also feel like a $500 sheep today. <laughs> $500 sheep. Yeah. If you guys don't remember, I tried to peer pressure Pear into purchasing as a $500 Pokemon stuffed animal, and he said no. But we could get peer pressure him into giving us $20 for it, which we also, Janet and I also did to 25 other people in the office, including Zach Ryan. Yeah, we really rallied around this one. We came together, we all pitched in our $20 bills, and we got that big sheep here, just like we needed and wanted. So. Yeah, you guys went with the like GoFundMe Kickstarter approach. We did. Yeah. Which is a so, you know, It's, it's a timeshare. It's a grassroots mm-hmm. sort of movement. It is a yeah. timeshare sheep. It's a grass type sort of movement. She I've, has. I forgot to chip in money. <laughs> I would have... Um, but well, I, I, I would have remember. chipped in money, but I don't care about Pokemon. Yeah, that too. <laughs> um, but I was specifically like, I was like, I, I want to support you guys so you get this thing, but I also don't want it anywhere near me. But now I have to host a show with it. So, yep. hey, Mareep. At least today. But hey, we're, we're going to have a, an entire video on the story of Big Mareep and everything you need to know about her in a separate video so for now yeah we are we we shot that remember that that group photo we did that is in the video great tayo did a great job producing that as well who's also our nvc producer i'm excited to put that video up this is a sneak peek was that all the people that chipped in for the sheep it wasn't. We couldn't get all 26 of us together in the same room at the same it's time. Get, uh, it's hard to get four people together in the was, same room at the yeah. same time. Was there anyone in that photo that didn't chip in for the sheep? No. Yeah. John Davison. Oh, John, you're right. Because yeah. I almost snuck into the back of it, not thinking. I was like, oh, there's a picture. I'll get in the picture. Yeah. And then I realized it's sort of like when you go to uh, like the picture day for like a, a, a yearbook thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you don't actually go to that club for the rest my of the year. My junior year of yeah. high school, my junior year of high school, my buddy and I did uh, how many... Uh, like club photos could we crash so we were in like a bunch of different club photos that year in the yearbook i did that with the french club and then i showed up for like the brunch on the last day and i was like "Ooh, nutella and they were like you're not in this club and i was like i'm in the photo you crazies oh man look you guys are sneaky sneaks yeah we're troublemakers yeah that's right it's okay that's why we work here now (laughs) the real jobs so uh on to less happy news than giant pokemon uh NBC 500, well, correction, the live audience portion of NBC 500 is unfortunately canceled due to COVID-19 concerns. Um, We actually just learned of a COVID-19 case just a few blocks from our office, and we don't feel comfortable encouraging people to travel at this time to come to our event. Um, So, yeah. It's a it it's a bummer. Like it's an unfortunate it's an unfortunate side effect of this. You know, like officially a pandemic now. But uh, it, honestly, it's a safety first move. And mm-hmm. like you know, Pear talked it over with all of us, and he was disappointed as well. But it's just not something that is uh, advisable or, or really feasible at this time to have yeah. 150 people come to our office and shake hands and give hugs and talk about Nintendo. So instead, we're going to be doing a live stream 
Um, mm-hmm. Same sort of content that we would mm-hmm. have had planned for the live show. I think the only real exception is that you know we won't be able to meet and greet, and mm-hmm. uh, we won't be able to trade hot fruits yeah. on Animal Crossing Day. But, but we hot fruit? Yeah, you guys ever eat hot fruit? You ever <laughs> just a, like, like in a pie? You ever like, just pop like a, a like nice applesauce? You ever just pop pop like a nice melon in the in the microwave and just see how that? You know, tastes? you know what? Like baked apples are actually pretty good. That's true. Yeah, that sure. is yeah. a hot fruit. Think about a cobbler. I, I you know have talking about try to have three or four warm bananas before. Or bed every day. <laughs> anyway, <That's so> <laughs> that I, live stream. I, I will add real quick that although this news is devastating, if you're listening at home, um, you can sort of lessen the impact a little bit of uh, by watching the video mm-hmm. where Casey is explaining this while sitting next to a, a giant <laughs> sheep who's just dead <laughs> on make, staring at the camera the entire happier. time. Right. Yeah. There we go. See, yeah, I can give, hear any news give her with pats that. And everything's fine. <laughs> we've got a, you know, we've got a lot of surprises in store. We've got some really cool, uh, different kind of panels and topics that we're, we're planning out. So I think it'll still be worthwhile for Nintendo NBC fans to tune in and, and see what we've got cooking. Because like, I, I'm really proud of the way that the show is coming together. I'm disappointed that we don't get to get up there in front of, mm-hmm. you know, our audience and, and kind of ham it up that way. But I think it's still going to be a lot of fun. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, we're going to have it set up like uh, if anybody's tuning into our new show uh, IGN Plus, where we're interacting with chat and things like that. So I think it's it's potential to be pretty cool still. Yeah, yeah. So it will benefit you to watch live because then you can still interact with the chat and ask us questions and talk with us. And we will try to be interacting with that as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it will be one thirty to four p.m. Pacific time on March twentieth, which is Animal Crossing Day. And we're still planning on doing our giveaways that we had planned during the actual show as well for those who were able to get tickets. Um, so yeah, look out for that we're also still having a special 500 shirt yeah that's mm-hmm. being revealed soon and i'm very excited for that to go up as well the uh hot fruit buffet will be canceled though yeah the no hot company no was, was not able to help i'm i'm sad we won't be getting pizza and cake that day i was looking forward to my free pizza and cake well i mean the orders are already out so we still might get that pizza oh man what if really? we just have like pizza for 150 people just show up at i mean the i'll office. take Ooh, home boy, free i'm pizzas. getting fat again yeah <laughs> Let's do it's it. my favorite kind of problem. Um, but we are still planning on doing a live NVC event sometime this year when yeah. uh, the environment is safer and we know more of what's going on and things aren't so up in the air. Yeah. So mm-hmm. t- stay tuned for that. We'll figure it out and let you know as soon as we know. Um, again, I'm sorry, but thank you for your support and we really hope you still tune into the live stream. We would very, very much appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Come Mic- on out. Microwave some melon at home and. <laughs> <laughs> Snuggle and up with us. Yeah, just pretend hot, you're here. Do. <laughs> as it's um, known. So, in other news for events that were canceled, maybe not quite as important as NPC 500 Live, but E3 was also canceled as of last night. Such a bummer. This I'm morning so we got the official word. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is like such a major bummer for the industry and for the fans and mm-hmm. everybody involved. You know, like. I think that there was there was a time a couple of weeks ago where all of us were, were you know, when e, uh, the ESA issued that statement that they were still going ahead full steam. Yeah, that was and just that, last week. I thought everything... Was that last week? It was week? Yeah. last week. That, I thought that was like two weeks ago, but yeah, yeah uh, you know, I think that we were sort of in a bubble of thinking like, okay, we should be able to... to get a lockdown on this situation and, and mm-hmm. you know, E3 will still, you know, be the thing that we know and love. Um but the, yeah, this morning they announced that it, it it is in fact canceled. Which, the more I thought about it, the more it makes sense because the amount of money, the amount of pre production and planning that goes into that, like you can't you can't call 
quits on it in May. Like yeah. you, like yeah. it would be completely financially irresponsible on their end to to put the kibosh on it that late in the game. So like I think in terms of that planning and pre- preparation, now is the time. Like even if somehow by you know mid April we found some kind of cure to this virus or know how to contain it a little bit better. It would just be completely irresponsible for them to not mm-hmm. cancel it now. Right? So, yeah. Yeah. There is a chance that it could be canceled, as Zach, you're saying, canceling it the week before would suck for everyone. That's what so happened. Much more. That's what happened with um, South GDC. by Southwest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and GDC, where it was like people were, you know, already gearing up to to come out to San Francisco to head to Austin for South by, and mm-hmm. then they were saying, like, oh, yeah, actually, it's canceled. So there that's been, just, a week is just not yeah. enough time. There have been conferences in other industries that were canceled 12 hours before. Yeah. What was that conference? <laughs> I was trying to remember. Um, I heard it on a podcast, too, where they were talking a, about it. It might have been a physics or yeah. teaching. Some, some sort of, yeah, like um, academic conference. Yeah. Yeah. New York City literally just canceled a, this sounds like a joke, but it's real. They canceled a coronavirus conference today because of coronavirus. Wow. That's a little on the nose. Yeah, yeah right. Well, you, you yeah. shouldn't put anything on the nose anymore. That's what um, they say. No. The, uh, the thing about this that's like, I think it's like, I think it's bittersweet for a lot of people. I think there's uh, a small pocket of people who are like, good, E3 needed to go away anyway, or we'll still get our news. Um, I... I, I can't stress this enough, but E3 is so much more than just press conferences. Right. It's so much more than just news. So is GDC. So is PAX. Um, uh, our our friend Greg Miller was tweeting about this just this morning. Like, yeah. you know, what you're saying is like so much more happens at E3 than just the press conferences. It's mm-hmm. it's hands-on impressions. It's indie developers talking with major publishers. It's it's so many of these things that go on behind the scenes that just are gone now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's small games uh, securing a publisher for the first yeah. time. It's contractors. It's uh, uh, right. hotel yeah. people it's restaurants yeah. it's you know it's uh vendors it's I mean, it's, I, it's everything and it, whether it's, or not you like e3 or hate e3 um it's e3 is not the story here e3 is endemic of a, of a bigger picture here this is happening to sporting events late night shows every every single thing that involves a gathering of, of yeah. a, a certain amount of people my my band is playing a show next week and i we were talking about it at rehearsal but it was like san francisco has issued a statement like mm-hmm. any public gathering of more than 50 people is ill-advised and sh- like should consider being canceled so we're kind of just waiting to hear from the promoter because i assume that that they'll get the 86 too yeah my, my fiance teaches he teaches his art classes yeah. for a living and all of his classes this week were canceled god so and he and uh, it's a it's it, a it, hard time and a, a, apologies <laughs> sorry i kicked that out of there and a, apologies to folks i know that we're you know however many minutes into the show and haven't really hit nintendo stuff but this is something that i think especially just coming off of the news this morning has just really affected all of us mm-hmm. and it's still something that we're kind of processing so forgive us as we kind of work this out live on the yeah. air but yeah, yeah it's, and- it's a huge huge deal for us both business-wise and, and personally, because E3 is an opportunity to see the people that you know and love in the industry that you don't really get a chance to see all mm-hmm. the time. So it's it's a bummer for sure. Yeah, I always describe E3 as um, the the time where you get to meet video game developers and hear their stories when they're, at, yeah. they're sort of most passionate. Yeah. They've mm-hmm. been head down, hunkered down in a studio for years and years working on something. They reveal it to the public on like a Monday or a Tuesday morning or a Sunday evening, and then they come out mm-hmm. and they get on camera and they do shows and interviews and press, and they get to talk about this thing that they're so deeply passionate about and been working so yeah. hard with so many people and i want that 
to continue. I think it will continue. So I think a lot of those things are going to happen from a Nintendo perspective. Obviously, we'll still get directs and stuff like that. But Nintendo's booths at E3 were so historically cool. some of the awesome. most magical places. I was on Earth. so excited to see what it would be. Yeah, yeah and I mean, now we don't. I I hope they at least release maybe some like concept art or yeah. just like this is floor what plan or something. Right. Yeah. Last year they had basically an entire stadium uh, centered around Pokemon. They had those dioramas based on Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. Uh, the year before, or last year they no, also last had, year they had, had Luigi's Mansion. Mansion. And Luigi's Mansion that, too. Yeah, that awesome like it was like a Disney haunted style haunted, haunted yeah. mansion. Yep. It was amazing. I mean, there was a year where they decked out the entire thing around Breath of the Wild, and it was almost yeah, like, it was a, like it was Hyrule like a, Field. a ride, like going through yeah. different sections of it. Um, and I'm gonna really, really miss that because I think that's like a really important thing. It's also it's it's where Nintendo connects with indies and mm-hmm. and and smaller devs, and you know that that has been such a huge part of the Switch's success story. Right, is is helping to tell those smaller stories too, and connecting those with the larger audience, putting those on the eShop next to the big ones like Mario and Zelda. And I really, really hope that. Um, all of those things can t- continue to happen, but this this will have this will have ripple effects all across our industry yeah. and others for for years to come. Let's talk about what we can expect from Nintendo. Obviously, I think we're still going to get a, a big uh, non E three press conference. Like yeah. I, you know, I, I think that regardless of if it's Nintendo, Microsoft, Ubisoft, whoever, there's still a media beat that they've planned out in their their. PR roadmap, and so like they're going to hit that. You know, Nintendo's going to have some sort of conference, some sort of direct that will happen, some sort of big reveals. I think that maybe it means we're looking at more demos coming to the eShop. Yeah. Hopefully, ESA yeah, really cool. also said that they may coordinate an online experience. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I would still, as you said, Zach, ex- expect some form of press conferences, maybe a Nintendo Direct. But I don't. I've also heard rumors of a Nintendo Direct supposed to happen this month. But mm-hmm. we expected there's, a Nindies Direct over the week of GDC. There's to, a lot of there's a lot of direct rumors flying around um, because it's been so long that we since we've had one. And then also after uh, you know the the Mario Lego uh, mashup that was announced this week, uh, there's a press release that went around that said. Uh, uh, revealed in the latest Nintendo Direct, and then that was reissued almost mm-hmm. immediately and said, uh, <laughs> revealed by Nintendo on Twitter this yeah. week. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, people were like, oh, there was supposed to be a Direct. Like, that's supposed to be, you know. So. Uh, to, to piggyback off the demos thing we were talking about for a second, um, I was thinking about this this morning. What, what, what the sort of cancellation of E3 means for you at home um, could be sort of good news because Nintendo has a precedent the last three or four years during E3 taking a bunch of the demos that were once exclusive at the show floor and releasing them to Best Buy and other sort of store kiosks. And they have a sort of pipeline for that with your Switch at home, which I think could circumvent that even more. Uh, I think it would be really, really awesome if they fa- found out a way to take all of their show floor demos and get them to your Switch at home. Whether that means it's something that stays on there permanently. If you look at like the way they handled um, uh, demos on the 3DS, uh, where they had a limited play time or something yeah. like mm-hmm. that, maybe it'll be something where you can you can log in and play it for 24 hours before it goes away. Or it's something you get to keep permanently. I'm not sure. Or they'll, they'll upload like expert Let's Plays uh, from their devs internally. I think there's an opportunity here to connect with people from home. Uh, on a bigger scale than they ever could, just putting a couple demos at a Best Buy. So there's silver linings in all of this. You know, the the big show obviously going away is is devastating for a lot of people, but I do think that there, uh, people will be quick on their feet to sort of figure out how to how to get those games to you at home. Mm-hmm. Hope so. Yeah, I hope so too. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. The the biggest impact is definitely indies and uh, indie developers and contractors and. Yeah. I mean, there's so many more people who are expecting to have work through E3 as well, and they yeah. don't have that. 
as well. Yep. Yeah, somebody so. tweeted at me this morning saying that the um, South by Southwest canceling uh, cost the city of Austin $360 million. Ooh. So these things cut deep, you know? It's it's hotels, it's restaurants, yeah. coffee shops, it's everything. All of the stuff that these things that bring into. Um, Gamescom just the other day tweeted like, oh, it's, you know, we're still planning business as usual. Gamescom is like roughly five to six times bigger than E3. What's international. In, yeah. um, and it has the advantage of being two and a half months after. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, we'll see. We're, we're all yeah. playing this by ear mm-hmm. right now. Um, see what I will, happens. I will say we're still figuring out internally what what will happen here. But, well, I mean, I think we still plan to put on some kind of show for people. Hopefully, um, yeah. I, I can't see us not figuring out a way to connect those dots and help tell those stories from developers. Right. So um, Even if we just do it in the studios yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we we were doing Beyond yesterday, and we Skyped in Mitchell Salzman from L.A. to tell us about his Neo 2 review. Mm-hmm. Totally feasible thing to do on, mm-hmm. like, a, a Tuesday morning. I think it's I think it's it's something we're capable of here. To so. quote the great literary work, the Ghostbusters film one. <laughs> uh, we've got the tools. We've got the talent. That's right. Yeah. So. The Ghostbusters film one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So on to a little bit happier news. Uh-huh. I don't even know if I can consider this news. It's just a thing that happens every year that we expect all the time because March 10th inevitably always happens. Yeah. And when you abbreviate March to Mar and then you add the 10, it kind of looks like Mario. So March yeah. 10th this is, is Mario this Day. This is one of my favorite marketing <laughs> stretches every year. It's like, oh, Mar 10. Yeah. <laughs> all right, here we go. Mario. Um, so we got two reveals this week for Mario Day. And the first one is... Levi revealed a Mario denim collection, and it's coming out on April 1st. I don't know if that look is positive or or horrified, Zach, but it is definitely something full of emotion. It's coming out on April 1st, and I hope to God it's an April Fool's joke, because those clothes are (laughs) fugly. They they look butt. I, I will say... I love I love Levi's. So do you, right? Yeah, obviously. I'm, I'm, I yeah, think I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm literally. Wearing I said it a, yesterday on. Yeah, I said it yesterday on IGN Plus. But like, I'm like this close to being a, like a corporate Levi shill because yeah. seriously, seventy five percent of my clothes are Levi's. Like all of my favorite jeans are Levi's. Yeah, yeah my, I'm, I'm wearing Levi jeans right now. I'm wearing. I wear. A, I have a bunch of jean jackets from them. I think that one of the things they do really well is like simplicity. Uh, simple simplicity. Simplicity. <laughs> simplicity. This is my typo of the week. Um, the they have a very sort of like uh, subdued kind of like you know basic rustic rustic um and i will say that they've they've collaborated with some of my favorite brands on earth recently and the results have been a bit loud they did a star wars line recently that was just like whoa that's a lot and then uh now the mario stuff is just like uh, just hyper crazy all over print so the simplest pieces from this line is a jean jacket with a super mario patch on the back and different patches of like, like bowser like and bullet that, bill that and jean Boo. jacket looks like it looks like straight from the 90s it, was, it looks like when when you were in high school and you went to hot topic and you just yes. bought like a bunch of patches and yeah. just like ironed them it on does in like look random like places because it's just like here's a coin and there's a shell and yeah but even a, even mushroom and like even that imbued like some sense of personal uh responsibility or yeah. sort of like creativity you did that because you yeah. did that this is like this is buying like pre-ripped jeans, basically. Yeah, um, yeah, and then the overalls, which I'm glad they're doing, because mm-hmm. like that's that's you can't not do that for but Mario. Who, they look insane. But they're also men's overalls, and men, I don't, 
I don't think I remember the last time I've seen a man wearing I've, overalls. Uh, uh, actually, Brian and I wore overalls uh, semi-recently when we dressed as Mario and Waluigi <laughs> on the same no Halloween. Way. Yeah. So they're cosplay overalls. We did. No. I think we both yeah. figured out that A, those overalls were incredibly stinky. Yeah. <laughs> and That's B, uh, they very, also like very... really climbed up the butt. Yeah, it goes, yeah. goes right up the butt. And it's also very difficult to pee in those things. So my my heart... Think of all those women goes, wearing rompers out there. Right. Yeah, rompers yeah. To, the, to the people <laughs> out there, construction uh, who have to wear overalls, put the big hammer and, and such in the pockets. Um, I, good on you for figuring out you how know, to pee in those you things. You know what... Uh, I learned recently about construction workers. What, what did you Love learn? Hot fruit. Love they, a hot fruit. They do. Yeah, the they best. Do, the yeah. best afternoon in the sun. Been yeah. in your lunchbox all mm-hmm. day. Hot fruit. Hot, yeah. Yeah. Real hot. Bunch of hot grapes. Tasty. Yeah. That's um, actually why Donkey Kong climbed at the top of that. I, I will say to begin with, for those hot uh, bananas. Janet, those roof bananas. <laughs> Janet, our very own Janet Garcia, said that she would be purchasing the shorts because she was like, I mean, whatever. We're all going to die anyway. I'm going to wear these loud ass yeah. shorts and just like go for it. So they, I, yeah, I, I, like, that. I should caveat this that Zach and I feel this way specifically because we're old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if you're 22, you're probably looking at this and be like, that's great. I love to wear loud all over all color prints. Old man yells at jacket. <laughs> and, and the, shorts, the shorts are like mid to high rise <laughs> patterned Mario, like tight women's shorts. Yeah. I mean, they're booty shorts. Yeah, yeah. they probably look good on a lot of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to try try them. I but certainly will not be wearing those. <laughs> I myself. want to see Zach and Brian in those booty shorts. That oh, is, that's I put a, that in that's a right request. I'm, All right. I'm going to HR. <laughs> Don't do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they would look absolutely ridiculous. So oh. it's okay. Uh, um, that said, we only saw a couple of pieces in this yeah, line. Yeah, so maybe I there's do more. Hope that there's a couple of things that are a little more subdued. They also usually do T-shirts with these things. With the Star Wars ones, they were okay. It was like uh, high-res photos of like the original vintage 1970s action figures, but with a huge Levi's logo underneath. And I was like, uh. Mm, but yeah. maybe we'll get something. Who yeah. knows? Um, it's just crazy to me to compare this line. This collaboration with like the H and M line from a couple of years ago, yeah, was like that was so much more tasteful and so much mm-hmm. more well done. I feel like it was Uniqlo like, also, yeah, all yeah. the things that's, that's Uniqlo, that's what yeah. Uniqlo, yeah. not H and M. No, yeah. I was in Tokyo right as the Unique uh, Uniqlo line launched. That's a tough sentence, and <laughs> um, it was a huge, huge hit there. Yeah, and it was like sure. it was a huge I, hit here too. Yeah, it was awesome. It's, it's just like you everywhere you looked, you saw people wearing like it was like very subtle. It was just like a white T shirt with a pocket that had Mario, Mario pop popping out. Yeah, and, like yeah, stuff like, like that's really three, cool. Three coins right here. Something. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Only. so we also got teased of Lego Mario. Yeah, this, this is, is super cool. This is the stuff I'm. So happy about. I have a question though. So it was just a teaser video on Twitter that says it's a me Lego Mario, and they show Lego Mario. And so is this a Super Mario Lego collaborating on a Lego video game, right. or are so they getting a? Are we getting a Lego collection? That's based the big on question. Mario. Yeah. So like, does that mean that we are? Yeah. Is it? Lego sets in the Nintendo theme, or is it a Lego game featuring Nintendo characters, or, or is it a Nintendo game that is based on Legos? Like, or all or of those is it everything? Things. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. know. Um, the image that they used specifically in, in the video was really interesting because it didn't look like your typical minifig. No, he's got like a, a screen in the middle of yeah. his chest. Yeah. He had this sort of like digital readout thing on his chest with a question block on it. So I don't know if that's, if that's going to play into it. Um, I do wonder... This is so Nintendo has partnered with Kinect for a very long time, which to me was always like kind of a swing and a miss. They, they because, did Mario Kart, didn't they? Yeah, they did Mario Kart. There's entire like Mar- Mario Kart levels that you can buy and build. They do blind bags of uh, Kinect versions of minifigs of like the iconic Mario characters and you know Toad and all those guys. Uh, so it was always weird that they weren't just like here's 
Lego Mario. Mm-hmm. Like that felt like the perfect fit because um, we got a Lego Sonic through Lego Dimensions before mm-hmm. we got a Lego Mario, which felt insane. It's and, weird. Um, but they uh, some of the pricing we saw on some of the SKUs on this ranged from three ninety nine to ninety nine ninety nine, which Ooh. to me says that Small sets and yeah. minifigs. Mm-hmm. So we'll get minifigs maybe in blind bags, same deal. Uh, and then the ninety nine ninety nine set, I have a feeling could be something like Peach's Castle with mm-hmm. like six figures. If you look at the way. Uh, Lego did the um, Disney World castle or Disneyland castle, mm-hmm. which just had like a whole bunch of minifigs in it, like Donald and Daisy and all that. Um, I think there's an opportunity for that here. I really also hope they build just full on Lego, like 2D Mario level sets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Nintendo's also partnered with Jack Specific for their like figurines and action figure line. Yeah. You've probably seen them in like Toys R Us and Target over the last few years, not Toys R Us, rest in peace. Uh-huh. Um, and one of the things they did really well is they made an entire set of basically New Super Mario Brothers inspired 2D levels that are play sets that have like little warp pipes and action figures and Bowser at the end. They did the same thing for Wind Waker, which is really cool with like a series of sort of like yeah, interconnected sets. I have that. I have that. Yeah. Like some of those little Wind Waker figures are great. Yeah. So doing that with a Lego set where you could build like basically Mario Maker style, build out your own 2D levels would kick so much. That would be I really also, cool. I also would love a... Um, a game in the vein yeah. of Lego Dimensions. Like, Lego Dimensions is such an underrated game because it, it allows you to swap those minifigs in and out on the fly. Like, you could have the Ecto-1 with Sonic driving set in Back to the Future. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, it was it was a crazy sort of mashup mm-hmm. thing, and, like, I love that idea. Like, if we could take what uh, Mario Maker 2 is doing with, like, the Zelda uh, expansion and expound on that to like the entire nintendo oeuvre like i'm super into that idea or, or take like a lego star wars lego jurassic park i don't know what you call that series mm. but like take that approach but with the mushroom kingdom characters sure. i 100 percented lego jurassic world i don't know what was going on in my life <laughs> why at the time. I, I just i was really into it and i kept playing and i was like oh i'm i'm close to 100 i'll just i'll do it All and right. the problem with that universe is that the roster of characters you care about collapses very quickly yeah there's once. blue yeah, and then uh, and Dennis Nedry, like Jimmy Fallon was unlockable in that game uh, because, because he played a voice of like Mr. DNA in like the sequel, oh, in Jurassic World. Okay. So that's how quickly they ran out of characters. Nintendo doesn't have that problem, yeah, no. is what I'm saying. Yeah. So I I think of like a like co-op split screen brawler that you could play as the Mario Brothers and Waluigi and all them. Um, that has like a hundred different characters you can unlock from the Mushroom Kingdom, and maybe even Smash Brothers style, open it up to other characters from Nintendo. It's funny that you said that because like a lot of the conversation on social yesterday on Twitter around this this news was like, oh, let's do a Lego Smash, like a Lego yeah. Smash Brothers series, or the Lego like, of Zelda. Yeah, I mean that. I mean that's, that's such a that given, was the isn't first. Like, I know. Like we dropped this news into our Nintendo channel, and Brian and I immediately both were like, Zelda. "What about a Zelda <laughs> Lego set?" Like, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we might be get we will be getting something Lego and Super Mario related I think, soon. I think the bottom line, either way, whatever we're getting, I think it's pretty clear that we're going to spend a lot of money on this. Yes, yeah. I mean, this is like the, to look big picture here. This is part of Nintendo's big push over the last few years and the next few years to take this iconic character and move him to an audience outside of just games. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that like in the eighties and nineties, they did a. Even 2000s, they did a pretty poor job of merchandising oh, yeah. these characters. And now they're making up for lost time. Yeah, totally. And so with that and theme parks and potential movies, like we're looking at some really big picture stuff to introduce Mario uh, and sort of you know solidify him for m- bigger and bigger generations. I've said it before on the show, but I feel like Nintendo's philosophy around their characters and licensing was very much like absolutely not. Like yeah. we are Nintendo. This is a wall. This is a, a fortress around our IP. 
and now all of a sudden it's like somebody just flipped the switch and they're like, oh, no, you can put it on jackets. You yep. can put it in Legos. You can do whatever you want with it now. Like it's, it, it's a great time to be a mm-hmm. Nintendo fan if you have a lot of money and want to buy a bunch yeah. of merch. Like, yeah. 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 And Brian, we might, uh, we'll get to relive the nostalgia. <laughs> senior of, desk. Uh, We'll get to relieve the nostalgia of stepping on a Lego and then looking down and it being Bowser and then hey, being mad at him. That would for be the worst reason. Lego oh, God, to step yeah. on. That's a very, spiky, very spiky. spiky. Already spiky Lego. Yeah. But also, speaking of spending money, until March 14th, you're going to get $20 off Super Mario Maker 2, Super Mario Party, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, Tokyo 2020, and Yoshi's Crafted World. These deals are available on eShop and other retail stores like Amazon, GameStop, Target. I have a question. Yes. What's, what's missing from that list? Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Why isn't Mario Odyssey on this? Because oh, yeah. uh, you got to pay full price for the premium product. That sucks so much. I was like, <laughs> one, that's one of the best games on this, on the Switch. All right. We're uh, canceling Mario Day. We're done. What? Yeah. That, that is that's the Mario game yeah. on Switch. Yeah. It is. It is. And like Yoshi's Crafted World, like the Mario's not it. Yeah. Is, is Mar- Mario's not in that game? No. You get, you get to like, I think you can like get his skin or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? That doesn't. Um, okay, you can Help also get uh, 20% off Mario merch on the Nintendo online store, but you have to redeem that offer with 450 platinum points. Mm. So that's it for Mario Day. You got some um, deals, you I got have, some I new have things. one more Mario Day yes. note. In honor of Mario Day, I uh, played the original new Super Mario Brothers on my Nintendo 3rd Dimension S for a little while, and that... I'm not a fan, a huge fan of the whole series, but that first game is still like a top tier Mario. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that game rules. The DS one? Uh, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, no, I love that game. I, I played through like the first three worlds last night and was like, this is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think you were you were maybe reminiscing a bit off of uh, last week's discussion on, on the 3DS? I think so. Yeah, it's yeah. good. So now on to some news. I think one of the bigger problems. It, it's not. Like a huge topic, but uh, Reggie Fizami was joined GameStop Board of Directors, and um, he's brought on to help guide GameStop. 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 <laughs> GameStop. He's coming in here. He's going to guide GameStop. <laughs> um, guide GameStop back to profitability. He said on Twitter, the gaming industry needs a healthy and vibrant GameStop. I look forward to being a part of GameStop Court Board and helping to make this happen. Uh, GameStop hasn't been doing too great recently. This is such a weird move for me. Like, yeah. Like... To me, this seems like such a weird move on his part because it's like, why jump on a sinking ship? Like, I, I don't understand. Maybe he's bored and wants to make a difference. Yeah. I mean, being on the board of directors doesn't necessarily mean it's a full time job. It right. could right. just be like it's like an advisory role. Yes, like, exactly. Yeah. That are called in occasionally to look at the big picture of GameStop's mm-hmm. plans. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, when N- Reggie joined Nintendo, they weren't really. At right. the top of the world anymore. Yeah. You know? They I were post N64. Things were sort of looking grim. Yeah. Now, I mean, we, we annualize the conversation where we say, this is it for Nintendo. They're going out of business. They're going yeah. third party. Mario's coming to Xbox. Never happens. Mm-hmm. Probably never will happen. But uh, that, was, that, was, that was a pretty dark time specifically. Sure. I remember people being like, third party's going away. System sales are down. PlayStation's here. They're crushing it. Xbox just showed up. Um, and then Reggie came in around the GameCube era and like really turned things around. Yeah, I wonder if this is not his move to sort of position himself as kind of like the Lee Iacocca of the video games industry and in that like he's a fixer, you know, mm-hmm. like yep. if if I think the biggest story would be if GameSpot GameStop GameStop, I do that all the time. If GameStop turned it around in the next, you know, 
year to two years, I think the the story would be like, oh, Reggie, Reggie did it. Like mm-hmm. he came in there and like whipped them into shape and got, you know, yeah. their business up and running yeah. again. And right now, uh, GameStop is already kind of experimenting with a few different models in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We have a whole story about that. And uh, I think uh, Matt Kim wrote an article about how GameStop is trying to save themselves with these experimental uh, shops. They have four different models right now. They have GameStop 2.0, which is like GameStop, but better and adds new community spaces. GameStop Social, which is all about community spaces, has a ton of different gaming bays and co-op setups. And then they also have GameStop Retro, which is designed to collect the best library of old pre-owned games and also has setups for retro games with like old TVs and arcade systems. And lastly, there's GameStop Pop, which will have a lot of like pop culture uh, merchandise, like stuffed Funko animals, pops and cards, and t-shirts, and, and, yeah. and yeah. all of that stuff. Uh, Are any of these good ideas? Well, okay, I'll, I'll be the one to say this. Uh, they were maybe, mm-hmm. but not this year, right? Yeah, no, like no, it's a totally different story. This, this is a really tough year to launch a bunch of sort of experiential. I know social places and revitalize your brand by bringing people together in a small space together to hold things and share them. Um, So that's an uphill battle. There's also the reality that uh, I think a lot of people in general are going to be a lot of doing a lot less brick and mortar shopping because of this. Um, You'll see online sales go up even more Mm -hmm. than they already were. Uh, GameStop's big Hail Mary for 2020 uh, is brand new consoles coming out and Mm -hmm. As of right now, it seems like that'll be business as usual, yeah. hopefully. But with a lot of the parts of those uh, manufacturing pipelines happening in places that are specifically impacted by this virus, um, I wouldn't rule out the possibility of uh, either new consoles being delayed or being supply constrained considerably. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, this is a really tough year for, for I mean, this to be happening. It was even that. it was even tough before this. I mean, yeah. I, arcades were being shut down left and right. Those kind of spaces were not doing well. Mm-hmm. Like, and GameStop was trying to redo it. And also, I don't know if they would be renting out these spaces to people who want to come in, or they just let it open to be free. Because I don't know. I used to work at a GameStop, and one of Same. the my the bane of my existence while working there was parents treating GameStop as a daycare. And yeah, just dropping yeah. like, their just kids, kids off. Yeah, just kids coming and just playing Wii U for however yeah, long. Yeah, and I mean, and, if yeah. they if they stayed on the system and just sat there and quiet and did it, I did not bother them. But some of them would go around and just wreck things, like yeah. hang out around on the gondolas, like take piles of games and put them on the floor and leave them there. Well, yeah, I mean, like, how does that so, work? Like a bunch of, I don't know, like stone 22-year-old kids show up and then also like there's a six-year-old kid who wants to play Smash Brothers. Do they all just hang out? Yeah. Like, how does that work? They like, they, they did, in the article Matt did, they were Smash discussing like maybe though. they would do a, have, for kids' parties, they would rent it out and then after a certain time in the day, they would make it 18, like 16 or up or just have a different age group based yeah. on the time of days. But there's a lot of experimenting to go. But yeah, I don't. I don't know how this would work. Um, I I would have loved the idea of these when I was a kid because I spent so much time, like as a teenager, I spent a lot of time just wandering parking lots in front of movie theaters because I had nothing better to do. And I would have just gone to GameStop, but also I probably wouldn't have bought anything. So I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. It's like you're, I'll say that like, I'm happy (laughs) that they're trying something because there's a lot of companies like, say Sears mm-hmm. that did literally nothing. Yeah. Right. And yeah. they just were like, Oh, it'll, it'll be fine. And it wasn't. Right? I still get emails from them occasionally where it's like, 
here's ten dollars. Please buy How? something. How is that's like getting emails from a ghost? <laughs> I I just don't unsubscribe from anything. I yeah. get emails from no, all uh, of the things. I I'm I'm glad that they're trying something. I just don't really see like kids coming in and buying like bags of chips and like Mountain Dews and paying five bucks to play Smash Brothers for an hour or mm-hmm. Fortnite. Um, saving the brand. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the the hope is that when you're in the store, you'll spend a bunch of money on stuff. But like, I just don't really see that happening. Like, the thing is, like, I I've been I've shot in a lot of uh, like indie indie game stores, retro game stores all over the right. world mm-hmm. for for the travel show we do, fast travel. And the running theme that a lot of them have is that they provide a service that doesn't exist anywhere else in the community, but also they do have nights and weekends and afternoons mm-hmm. where they invite people in for tournaments and stuff yeah. like that. And those those work twofold with each other. I think that like if this store, if the store was like a little bit of a retro store mixed with a little bit of like a community tournament yeah. thing, there's room for something like that there. But the issue here, and I know you guys all know this, is that most GameStops are considerably small. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, the size of a walk-in mm-hmm. closet. There's like, they're at a mall, you know, yep. they're, they're the size of like a hot dog cart, basically. And you go in and you're like, what am I supposed to do in here? Like, how, how they, do you... They are, yeah, I guess they are reorganizing things to make it seem like a bigger space mm-hmm. and are making their more social-focused um, stores to be bigger um, as, as a whole. But, yeah, we'll just, I guess we'll just have to see if they actually... Have to see what Reggie has to say about it. Yeah, if, if they'll expand any of these out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I'm not I'm not going to lie, I have play, playing in-store demos have had me pre-order games on the spot. Same. Like Shadow of the Colossus, I played that demo in a GameStop and then I pre-ordered it and it became mm-hmm. one of my favorite games. But now I could just download it the demo yeah. at home. Sure. Yeah. So I don't know. And you play in your sweatpants then. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Don't have to leave oh, the house. Oh, don't worry. You can definitely still go to GameStop in your sweatpants, my friend. <laughs> you can. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a big thing there. <laughs> no, that's that's kind of the biggest news this week. We can talk about everything else next week because none of it is coming out anyway. So anyway, news game new games out this week. Um, there isn't a ton of this either, but I did want to point out this game called Translation. It comes out on the 13th for only $6.99, and it's a, it's a language learning game, but if you look mm-hmm. at videos of it, you're kind of playing a glowing dot, and you are, they will flash a word on the screen for you, like party, and then if you're trying to learn Spanish, they will show you other words that come up on the screen, but there's kind of obstacles in the way, and you have to like race the clock to get to the correct one. Okay. Um, so it's kind of like a gamified flashcard game. Neat. Oh, cool. Yeah. Might be interesting. I don't know. The music was kind of hype. And if you buy it now, you'll get four games for free, including Free Cell Solitaire DX, Pizza Bar Tycoon, um, Twenty Thirty Eight Pizza Bar Pizza Tycoon. Pizza Bar Tycoon. I'm in. <laughs> well, there you go. You also get uh, Twenty Thirty Eight Battles and Flow Lines Versus. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting for anyone trying to learn a language in school right now. It might be something interesting to pick up. Um, also coming out this week is My Hero Wants Justice Two, which is a fighting game based around the anime My Hero Academia. It, it comes out on the thirteenth for sixty dollars. The original scored a seven in twenty eighteen. Uh, I played it a little bit. It was fun. Oh yeah. It also spoiled a huge plot twist because I was uh, watching the anime and not reading the manga, oh, and the anime wasn't oh. caught up yet to the game, and I was very upset. That's a bummer. <sighs> yeah. And then I had to I had to contain it inside and not tell any of my friends for like <laughs> six months and be like that that's the thing that got spoiled for me. As soon oh, that as I sucks. <laughs> but it's fine. Um, We've also got Yoga Master out on 13th for $24.99. There's a launch sale for $19.99, and it uses the Joy-Con for 150 yoga poses. 
I'm I'm kind of interested in this. Not gonna lie. We'll how see. How many how many yoga poses can you name? Uh, I don't know, like six. <laughs> that's that's great. I think I can probably do two. Do it. Sun salutation. Yeah, a downward, downward dog. dog. That's those that's the biggest happy one. Happy baby. Child pose. Child pose. Um, Chair pose. Cartwheel. Hot watermelon. Mm. Yeah. Hot banana. Reaching for the top shelf. <laughs> those are all perfect yoga poses. Try them today at your own risk. Um, Half Past Fate is out on the 12th for 1999. Also has a launch sale of 1599. And this is a rom-com adventure a game. rom-com adventure. <laughs> I like the sound of that. That's fun. 3D pixel art style. And um, it the story jumps between an eight-year period and tells the story of six different people. Interesting. Um, are we? Just well, sorry. One one quick note. One quick note. Uh-huh. Are we skipping this? I mean, we can we we can we can go back. We can okay. go back, Zach. Okay. You want to talk about it? Famitsu has released its review of Animal Crossing: New Horizons. I thought this might turn into a thirty-minute-long discussion, which is why I was skipping date. But I mean, let's there's go not back. really there's not really a ton that we have to say about this yet. But yeah. yeah. But it got a 30 out of 40. Two reviewers gave it a 9, and the other two gave it a 10. So Famitsu really, really liked this game. Sounds like it's a good Animal Crossing. It did get one point less than the previous Animal Crossing New Leaf. Uh, well, And I believe two points less than do? Nintendo Docs. So um, it's a terrible game. Just the worst. I'm kidding. It's not. I wouldn't know. I'm trusting Famitsu. Do you do that thing at restaurants where like you eat all the food and the waiter comes and you're like, we hated it. Yeah. I never do that. <laughs> I hate that's it. What that sounded like. yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> we certainly didn't like that. <laughs> that was the worst. No, um, I, it was disgusting. My dad me. actually does that every time. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, dad. Come that's on. such a dad move. That's yeah. such, that's such <laughs> tremendous dad energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess I'll, I'll go over this too, just real quick. The Legend of Zelda: Higher Story is getting a digital re- release on April fourteenth for twenty four ninety nine on Kindle. That was a really awesome physical book that yeah. tried to make Zelda into a timeline and do yeah, a, a bunch I, of other things. Yeah, for a long time it was like the authority on the the Zelda timeline. I I, I think Hyrule Historia is so cool. I own all those big dumb Zelda art books. Me too. Um, I think Hyrule Historia is so awesome. I, it's weird to me that it would be in a digital format because like I I want to I want to read I want to hold that yeah. big book. But, yeah, you know, it's like probably fifteen to twenty dollars cheaper this way. So that's What's cool. The most recent one they did that had the special edition and like the, the big gold. NES. Yeah, yeah that, that book is too. so good. Yeah, it has so tons cool. of concept art from like the NES Zeldas mm-hmm. that like is rarely republished in yeah. in that in that format. Yeah, I love it. It's a good time. So, where are you guys playing this week? Um, yeah, I'm still playing Mega Man Zero, the toughest game of all time. Um, tougher than dark souls and bloodborne god that game is hard yeah yeah i mean i would no not tougher just harder in a different way because like i was talking to max scoville about this a little bit but like those mega man games essentially when you get to those difficult boss fights and stuff it becomes a rhythm game Mm -hmm. you know where you're like okay i have to remember the rhythm and the pattern and how to like dodge but like Mega Man Zero does a weird thing that I've not seen in other Mega Man games where some of that stuff is so erratic and unpredictable that like I spent over an hour fighting one boss last weekend mm. and was like furious over it. But in the same vein, like when I did beat that boss, I was filled with like so much elation that it was like, great, now on to the next level. Like I, yep. I just I love Mega Man games and I missed all of the Zero games. So like I'm I'm stoked to be playing this one that's so different because you you know, it's a combination of uh, hack and slash and uh, traditional Mega Man shooting, and then you also have all these fun power ups you can use. It's a it's a really cool series, and I highly recommend it. 
What about you, Brian? I have been playing this game called Kunai. Oh, yeah. K-U-N-A-I. Did you guys check that out? No, but I've heard a lot about it. Uh, at first, really was, cool art style. Yeah. At yeah. first, I was like, I don't know if I'd be into this because it's uh, sort of like a comical Metroidvania where the protagonist has an iPad for a face. And I was like, okay, that sounds like not something what? I'd be really into. Um, but then it totally kicks ass. Yeah. It's really, really good. Um, it's a really solid Metroidvania. You can switch your costume out pretty quickly in the game. You unlock new powers. The art style is really good. Player movement's really good. Um, yeah, look into it. Kunai. K-U-N-A-I. Yeah, yeah. Whatever we did there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tom Tom played this uh, and talked about it on the show a couple of, <clears throat> couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago. And he really liked it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cool game. Man, I was really hoping to have Pear or Justin on today to talk about Murder by Numbers with me, but they're uh. not. I already talked about this last week. I'm still playing Murder by Numbers. Uh, man, this thing gets hard. Picross can be hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I've actually never. I I realize I haven't played Picross in like. 13 years Whoa. so yeah i completely forgot yeah it's just done and i totally i get the basic strategy but sometimes i'm looking at a a grid and all of the numbers are under four so it's like how do i figure this out and i am unsure and i want tips i need tips that that stuff breaks my brain like i'll 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 be in like i've I've played all the pitcross games i really love them especially the ones on switch uh pitcross one two and three and then i'll 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 get to a certain point about halfway through all the puzzles where i'm like i'm an idiot (laughs) like i i lost i lost the player language here it's gone to me but justin and paris specifically play those games with like no hints and like no mm-hmm. no errors. Whatever you can do to modify it to make it as hard as possible, that's what they do. And I always play like a big baby. So I, I, I feel like at this point, like I like I saw Matt Kim tweet this, and I was like, "That's also me." But it's like I don't know how to play Picross, and at this point, like it's too late to ask. Like uh, you know, I really want to play Murder by Numbers because I hear it's very fun, mm-hmm. but I'm also very intimidated so by the, the number crunching. Murder by Numbers did give you a really great tutorial teaching you the basics of how to figure these out. Cool. It's just, so you have a grid of, say, like 10, and then you know seven blocks have to be filled in, and mm-hmm. they have to be touching each other. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you kind of know, like, seven, there's only so many places seven can fit, so you know at least four blocks in that grid in the center have to be filled in okay yeah so then you go by line by line doing that so i do that and you basically go down from biggest numbers to smallest numbers but when there are no rows or columns that have a big enough number to guarantee at least one square needs to be filled in that's kind of where my brain breaks (laughs) yeah that's it's 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 like taking the first step Mm -hmm. right it's like oh great well that's intimidating and terrifying but it's i think it's really cathartic once you start chipping away at those puzzles because you feel really good but it does the opposite thing where you feel like a total idiot when you can't get it. Um, yeah. But yeah. I just, I just uh, got to get better. I'll say yeah. that like all of the Picross <laughs> what games. What else can you do? All the Picross games on Switch, for the most part, do a really good job of tutorializing early on. So they'll teach you the rules pretty quickly. Um, and they're regularly fairly cheap. I think you dig it. Like yeah. it's, a, it's like a really kind of soothing way to wind down at the end of a very crazy mm-hmm. day. Is to just kind of sit there and tap on your screen and draw a little squares if only there was another soothing wind down game that was coming out soon that i could invest time haven't heard of one guys that game's already out it's called rune factory 4 special Ah, you know that one (laughs) it's okay never heard of it still playing that one too still playing smite i have too many games i want to play right now but 
on to question block. Yeah, question block. This one is from Pete from Melbourne. And he says, hi, NBC crew. Quick question. Hello. Although Nintendo's production of Amiibo seems to have slowed down to a crawl, which Nintendo character would you most love to see Amiibo-ized if you could make it happen? Raid, hmm. Samurai Goro, something else? Oh, man. Yeah, F-Zero Amiibo would have been really cool. I'd rather they do Hot Wheels, though. Um, yeah, who, what, like, what lines haven't they done? Like, what? They did Star. I mean, pretty much everyone got... Yeah. accounted for in smash mm-hmm. and we've, they, had, we've had like a lot some third party amiibo support right like have they made third party amiibo characters um, uh there's yeah. a couple uh like shovel, shovel Knight. Bayonetta. First. bayonetta yeah oh they yeah. got Simon uh, Belmont. someone from dark they got a dark souls amiibo yeah there's a dark souls, oh, souls that's amiibo. right uh, there's, there's a, a diablo amiibo. amiibo uh okay so in that vein i would like a Geralt amiibo from the witcher Ooh, yeah yeah that's a really okay good yeah i mean he is on the switch now yeah. oh doom guy and then we can have Doom Guy and Isabella stand oh, next to each other. It'll be very idea. cute. Nah, um, very I I wish we had gotten a um, a two D Super Mario line, um, whether that was pixel art or Paper Mario style. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at the Game of Watch Amiibo, like yeah. that one, how it like looks, how it looks flat. Yeah, yeah, it looks paper thin. Like a whole uh, Paper Mario line like that would have been really cool. Um, man, yeah, and they they've they've really only done a fraction of Pokemon if you think about it. Yeah, I mean, I we can't expect them to do all the Pokemon. No, I mean, can't even expect them to put all the Pokemon in Pokemon. Like, I love Pokemon, and I, I still haven't even. Brian, I'm sorry. Don't don't remind <laughs> Mareep. I'm not <laughs> the Dark Times. <laughs> um, I'm not sure that thing can hear. <laughs> look at these huge ears. Of course, she can hear you. Gosh. I think those are earmuffs. Horns. Specifically designed, whatever, to block Brian. Them. Don't horns. don't be bully. Don't those, bully the big sheep. Those are noise canceling horns. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Uh, yeah, those are our answers, I believe. Yes. <laughs> this next question is from Ryan Ryan Deberry. Says, "Hey, NBC crew, love the show. I love the 3DS, and it is clearly on the way out, if not already. But do you think they'll release a special encore system like they did with the GBA Micro? I love my GBA Micro, and would love the same treatment for 3DS. More luxurious feel with metal buttons and whatnot. What are your thoughts? Oh man, I think there's room for like a legacy." Uh... 3ds that is akin to this like i don't know if it's financially something nintendo would invest in at this point that the game boy micro was in such limited release and yeah. it's like so hard to find mm-hmm. and incredibly expensive now um i don't know if it would make a lot of sense for nintendo business wise to to put out a 3ds in the same vein like i could see them doing maybe a, like a, a ds because that was much more popular yeah but I don't know. Doing a, like a... I have the craziest itch on my nose right now. Jesus Christ. Don't touch your face! I know. I'm trying so hard not to touch my face. Doesn't it suck? It's terrible. Everything is terrible. The worst thing, the the most thing that I've learned out of this whole coronavirus situation is that I constantly touch my face all the time. Yep. Mm -hmm. All the time. You gotta hold, you gotta hold, you gotta get hand sanitizer just in your pocket. Every time you want to touch your face, just... I was on the bus yesterday. Grease it up. "Ah." It's horrible. (laughs) Um, I would kill for a clamshell Game Boy Micro that had two screens. That'd be good. Like just like a tiny little little baby that like was essentially a 3ds. Yeah. Because the 3ds has like we've talked about this before. It has like the like probably the best lineup of Zelda games on in a single place. Yeah. Um, it's one of my favorites of all time. So, yeah, we'll see. I don't really see it happening to, to echo what Zach's saying. Like the micro wasn't really like a huge success for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they probably waited a little too long for it. We've also had so many different DSs and two DSs and three DSs yeah. and XLs. Maybe, maybe if they do it for Christmas time this year, people yeah. might be interested in it. Yeah. But 
Uh, can, we, can we do Justin's question next? Yes. Sweet. From Justin Belinsky. Splatoon revolutionized the shooter genre with a, a Nintendo twist. What would a Nintendo-fied Souls-like look like? Breath of the mm. Wild doesn't count, in my opinion. So, okay, so saying Breath of the Wild doesn't count is like such a harsh move in this regard. Mm-hmm. Because, A, Master Mode is so unbelievably hard. Yeah. Like, the Master Trials, the Master Sword twi- Trials on Master Mode is unbelievably hard. Um... I don't know. I think when Breath of the Wild first came out, we talked a lot about how soulsy it was almost. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just in terms of like, hey, I have never played a Zelda game where I died six times in the first, you know, few hours. Yep. Um in terms of what other Souls type games, I think Metroid, Metroid yeah. would be the one. Yeah. That's Metroid one. would be the one. Just make a tough as hell Metroid game. Yep. I think that'd be really, really cool. Make it first or third person open world ish where Samus is basically bounty hunting all over all these like insane you, environments and Yeah, you were playing Remnant from the Ashes. And yeah. That's like an interesting game because it's a souls like shooter. Yeah. Which we don't get a ton of. <laughs> like most Souls games, Souls like games are are really? sword and board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like uh, I I really like the idea of a Metroid game in the same vein as like Remnant. Yeah, especially if like the game starts off and there's a couple of like low level enemies over here, but to the left there's Craid yeah. and you can go fight him immediately and die immediately. But you're like, oh wow, that's an option. Yeah. Like that's what I love about those games the most. You know, I always think about like that first, first street on Bloodborne where there's that guy with the axe off to the side. Mm-hmm. Uh. And, like you can go down there and get your butt kicked if you want, or you're better off just. And, you know, going, going going to the right. And going I, I started yeah. playing Bloodborne too. That's the thing. I'm I'm playing too many games. Everyone's playing that game now, and it makes me so happy. Yeah, yeah. It, that that so I was thinking about this the other day, but like Bloodborne is one of those games, like Breath of the Wild, where there are so many portions of that game that I can like almost close my eyes and navigate yep. because I've played it so those portions so many times. Oh, so love it, love it. Great stuff. Yeah. Good question, too, Justin. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, next question. We already talked about Lego. Here. This one is from Mark Carabin. He says, Nintendo always has fun crossover items in Animal Crossing games, like Master Sword, Metroid, etc. What items would you like to see in New Horizons? Personally, I want Isabel to give us Doom Guy helmet and say her best friend wanted me to have it. I want to um, chomp like, like in Link's Awakening that you can put out in front of your house and to protect like barks it. at people yeah, running so, by. That's such a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Just a chain chomp. Especially because yeah. you can put stuff outside now. Yeah. Um, I've always wanted, I know we'll never get like functional NES games again, mm-hmm. but I do want yeah. for Nintendo Online subscribers to have basically an unlockable NES kiosk that boots into the NES and SNES games app yep. that lets you play those games from your Animal, from Animal Crossing, Crossing. house. Yeah. It's stupid. Yeah. But it would be so damn adorable. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking that same thing. Like that would be such a, a nice addition to just be able to boot into those yep. those systems. But that that's weird back end stuff because that already boots like a game. Yeah. So it'd be like booting a game within a game, which Inception. is Inception. Yeah. Yeah. It, that'd be really difficult back end. Uh, they do a really good job of having like a Mario set every single time around. So I want to see that. Um, the Zelda stuff has been like represented but not yeah. in a major way i mean since we can put stuff outside i would really i want a great deku tree yeah can i have that just a giant well that'd be cool giant Zelda that's a tree great idea face? would you still hit it with an axe no he just lives leave him alone <laughs> and talks yeah um, well, the, he'll say hello sometimes there's always like four or five different types of blocks from mario and a pipe and you know the the fire bar and all that kind of stuff uh, even Mario Kart items. But for Zelda, we usually only just get, like, there's a Triforce that, like, if you interact with, it animates, like, the Link to the Past, mm-hmm. the beginning intro. Um, and also a Master Sword and some pots. But, yeah, I want more and more Zelda stuff, mm-hmm. more and more Metroid stuff. 
Yeah. Ooh, I would love the pots. Mm-hmm. Pots everywhere. Um, we should, we should do Dave's question. One last question. Yeah. I think D- I, mean, I know we're Opinko? almost at time. Yeah, but okay. this is a good question too. All right, from David Opinko, which game on Switch have you put the most hours into, and why? Mine is Super Mario Odyssey because it controls better than probably any other game I've played. Oh man. I mean, so mine used to be Breath of the Wild, and then Slay the Spire. Slay the Spire. I was gonna say yours has to be Slay yeah. the Spire. Yeah, I've played more than 150 hours in that game now. Uh, why? It's I, I've told you guys why I love Slay the Spire so many times now. I know I know everyone is so sick of me talking about it. Yeah, I've never um, heard of it. <laughs> now I'm just waiting for the new fourth character to come out, and then I will throw myself back into it. Um. It's definitely Breath of the Wild for me. Fortnite, weirdly, I put a lot of hours in that on Switch. Uh, Link's Awakening, I think I played through that game three or four times because I was helping you guys with the guide. Yeah. So I, I played like when I look at my stats, I'm like, whoa, what happened there? Like that's a you know twelve hour yeah, game. Guide work does game. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I imagine, uh, at, you know, ask me again in ten days or whatever when Animal Crossing comes out because I think that's going to be the one. I, I can see myself. It a, it'll give Breath of the Wild a run for its money for yeah. sure. Mine is mine is also Breath of the Wild by like a insane margin. Like I I think I have well over four hundred hours in that oh game across goodness. multiple accounts. I've played it multiple times in master mode and normal modes. You know, it's like sometimes I'll do a run where I just do the Divine Beast and go straight for Ganon. Sometimes I'll I'll really take my time and do all the the trials and you know like really like search for stuff it's the best game ever made like mm-hmm. it's the best game ever made and that's why i i sunk so many hours i'm sure you'll be we saying also, that until breath of the wild 2 comes out Zach and i did we played that together. game together yeah. on it wasn't even on either of our accounts yeah right on oh. like a work switch I didn't yeah even that's think what about i mean that. Like, yeah, yeah so i have like there's another probably 60 hours, say 60 hours. that was probably another 60 hours yeah Yep. Well, that is about all the time we have left. Thank you so much for watching, guys. Thank you for joining me here yeah, with you. Big Sheep and Reap. Uh, thank you, Logan Plant, for helping, as always, and Tayo, our producer, and all of you at home tuning in and listening to us talk about things like sheep and why Breath of the Wild is the best game ever again for like Yet the again. 15th time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for the so, 300th consecutive week. Yep. <laughs> but it's fine because it's mm. true. So why not talk about it? Remember, mm. you can tune into NVC on your favorite podcasting platform every Thursday at 3 p.m. And remember, this is the only place you can. Get the, the sheep. thing. The sheep. What? <laughs>